Welcome to the Pageantry Podcast. And today's very, very special Pageantry Podcast guest is none other than Laura Kepler, Miss America 2012. Laura, thank you for calling in today. Well, thank you for having me, Carl. You know, this will be our final interview with you before you give up your title. How are you doing? I know. It's so hard to believe, but I'm doing well, and I just can't believe the year has flown as fast as it has, but it'll be a bittersweet ending because I'm on the older end of the Miss America spectrum, you know, 17 to 24, and so I'm looking forward, and I'm excited to see how this will translate and, you know, catapult me into my career, right? So I'm really, I'm really excited at the same time. And a lot has transpired since we last spoke. And since the end of your year of service is quickly approaching, has the travel schedule been as hectic as most of us are led to believe? <laughs> it definitely has. It has been consistently every day. And I'm not sure of the exact number of miles per month, but I just say the average of 20 to 25,000 miles per month. And that's absolutely the truth. Some months have been busier than others, and some weeks have been busier than others, but definitely as as you may think and that you're told. <laughs> and with all those travels, were there any surprises along the way or preconceived notions that had to be adjusted? I think you just, once you, once you're in the role and once you're in the travel schedule, it's something that only you can really understand. So there are definitely adjustments and you know, things that you have to get used to, flight delays, airport lines, all that sort of stuff, you just have to assume comes with the territory of flying every day. So there are, of course, adjustments that anyone who travels has to make, and we're no different. So you just have to learn to go with the flow and, and ride with the punches, that's for sure. Laura, you're Miss America, straight to the front of the line, right? <laughs> uh, you may, you might think that, Carl. It's easier said than done. I'll just say that much. <laughs> Is there anywhere that uh, you missed traveling to that you wish you had had the opportunity to visit? Oh gosh, I've I've been all over. You know, from coast to coast. I've loved Canada. I really love uh, Montreal and Vancouver. So I've enjoyed visiting there. I've loved the West Coast, and I've been to New York and DC. You know, a, a hundred times figuratively, of course, but I would have loved to get to Boston this year. I didn't make it to Boston, and that's a city I've always wanted to go to, so I'll just have to make a trip after this year, because I've heard it's such a great city. It is, and you're going to have to fill me in. I travel a lot like you, and that, and you know, it does become tiring. It does wear on you. How do you decompress when you're on the road? At night, when I'm in my room, I don't turn the TV on. I, I sometimes listen to music, but at nighttime when normally people flip on the news or, you know, watch a show at night, that's my time to decompress because normally during the days I'm talking all day or I'm visiting or meeting people all day long and my brain never has a chance to just slow down or relax. So just having some quiet space in my room at night is the best way for me to just relax and sort of come down from the day because it's an odd high that you're on all day when you're interacting with people all day long, especially who are strangers who are often looking to you as the one who's going to start conversation and who's going to make them feel comfortable. So you're on this high all day. And then for me, I just needed that quiet time at night to sort of gather my thoughts, you know, Laura's thoughts and not Laura among every, every other person's thoughts. Understandable. January, you're going in a different capacity this year to Las Vegas than you 
went there last year. What are you looking I, forward to most in returning to Las Vegas? I'm excited to see the girls, first of all. Um, you know, I got to meet them in Florida and I sent them some emails and along the way encouraging them and, you know, sending them some packing lists and now going back a second time from a different perspective, uh, some of the things I would have brought and some of the things I wouldn't have brought with me. So we've been corresponding and I've, I've gotten to know a couple of them um, and they're all wonderful, but I'm so excited to, you know, watch, watch them do their thing and see it from a totally different angle. I don't know what that's going to be like because I never even, you know, I didn't go back to, Miss Wisconsin and watching the audience as a former because I was there as Miss America. So this is my first time going to a pageant and being able to sit back with a relaxed point of view and enjoy it as an audience member somewhat. So I'm just excited to go there and, and see who the new girl is. I'm excited to know that. It's almost 12 months. How rewarding has the year been for you? Words really can't put it into understanding or perspective because the rewards have come every single day and I try and keep a journal and I try to document the things that I'll most want to remember but it's something that I'll be able to carry with me for the rest of my life and you know I don't I don't really think until you're a little bit removed from the situation can you really look back and really feel how rich and how blessed and how rewarding the year, you know, was from an out from a removed perspective. But even being this close to it still, every single day comes with a blessing. And um, that's proof with uh, all the different organizations that we've worked with, because um, feeling like you're helping someone else and feeling like you're giving to someone else gives you so much in return. And that's been every single day this year. So it's really been amazing. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of the highlights. For me, the travel overall has been one of the highlights because I've never lived outside of Kenosha, Wisconsin. I went to college in Kenosha and I've visited places that I for so long only saw on a map or read about in a geography book. And, you know, traveling, I think, opens your mind to so many different cultures and people and places. And that's been really amazing. But to be a young woman and to have a national voice like I have been given this year has been one of the highlights, definitely, because sometimes, you know, you go to class and you sit in school and you write a term paper or you write an essay, and those thoughts only go down on a piece of paper. But to be a young woman who is speaking out about platforms and causes that are dear to my heart and that other people listen to um, and take note of and respect and are encouraged by has been really, really amazing. But then, of course, I've been able to go to and attend a lot of different uh, really cool events. I went to the Super Bowl. I went to the Kentucky Derby. I went to Hawaii for the first time. So all of those things come to mind as the highlights, you know, but, but the most rewarding highlights have been the travel, have been making a difference, have been working with my platform. Those were the real reasons that I wanted to compete in the first place. And I feel like I've been able to accomplish some of those things. So for me, those are the personal highlights that I feel. And recently you attended the CMAs, Country Music Awards. And did you not also meet that, President Obama? I did. Yes, I did. And um, I also met Warren Buffett this year. That was pretty cool. Not many people meet that man. President Warren Buffett, attending CMAs, 
that'd be my year wrapped up as a as a perfect year for uh, me. I know, I know. I'm singing some, um, on Sunday. I'm singing the national anthem at the Packers game. Well, that kind of steals my thunder. Uh, has there been a follow up to the original meeting with Mr. Aaron Rodgers? Oh, there has not. No, <laughs> in fact, in fact, that it's rumored that he's engaged. That he recently got engaged. So. There goes that that wish of mine, but I'll certainly be watching him on Sunday, so that's as close as I can get, and I'm a happy Well, we wish him Correct. and you the best there at the game. <laughs> you, know, you mentioned the Children's Miracle Network, and obviously that's a very passionate concern with the Miss Miracle Organization. What has touched you the most in working with CMN? You know, I've been able to spend so much quality time with kids and families who are, they, they don't know if tomorrow will come for their, for their child. And being able to put a smile on that kid's face or to be able to um, encourage those parents to support their child and to give them a sense of hope has, has been rewarding beyond belief. And I, I've met some kids that I still keep in contact to this day there was this one guy named Luke um, from Pennsylvania, and he was one of the champion kids when we took 53 champion kids, one from every state, to D.C., where we met the president, and then we also took them to Florida, to Disney World. And Luke, his mom, kept wanting him to be my girlfriend. We were calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend throughout the week, and Luke's 11, mind you. And he is one of the, kind, he's one of the kids that says anything that comes to mind. There's no filter with him whatsoever and he says the funniest things and at the end ceremony the celebration ceremony they're all awarded a medal for their courage and um overcoming you know this traumatic illness that they have and part of my job during that ceremony was to stand backstage as the kids lined up to go on stage to receive their medal but there was a camera backstage following the kids and me as as they walked on stage and Luke, during that time, gave me an engagement ring. He gave me a little box with a Mickey Mouse engagement ring and um, asked me to marry him. And so now I am engaged to an 11-year-old, and it'll be a long engagement. But those are the kind of memories. You know, he doesn't know how much longer he'll live, um, but he'll have that memory to last him for as long as his life is. And it's a memory that I'll have forever. And, and that's just one example of how truly amazing CMN, the kids that we work with, they, you know, we try and put a smile on their face, but they give us a thousand more memories than they ever, ever even thought they would. I mean, that's wonderful. Life-changing. I am life I, I, absolutely speechless on that. that. That is wonderful. I know. It really, you know, it puts, it really puts your own life into perspective. And when you when we look at all of the things that, you know, we think are a drag or, you know, you wake up with a cold and you think you can't go to work today or, you know, you have a sore throat or what have you. Spending time with these families when not only do they have thousands and thousands of dollars of medical bills and they have the stress of that, they also have the stress of not knowing how much longer their child will live mm -hmm. or seeing their child go through hundreds of surgeries or seeing their child go through chemotherapy and all of these awful things really has made me take a step back and say, wow, life is so precious, and I'm so thankful for my health and my family's health and my friends. And it really makes you value what's, what's truly important. And that's been a lesson that has just 
been indescribable. And speaking of family, you know, it was a wonderful moment last January with your father uh, in attendance. And your personal message really struck a chord with a lot of people. Can you bring us up to date on your personal platform concerning children of incarcerated parents? Sure. I've been able to work with mentoring programs or support group programs for children of incarcerated parents. I've been able to meet with officials at the White House regarding this group of children, and I've been able to do a lot of advocating and fundraising for these children. Um, I've done everything with organizations from children's camp that has only children of incarcerated parents that attend, that are with camp counselors who have only had, uh, the, the camp counselors are people who have had parents in prison, so they're all one in the same community where they don't have to feel like they're isolated and alone. Um, so I've participated in everything from that to mentoring programs, to support group programs, to foster care programs, social service programs. I mean, so, you know, the whole spectrum of things. And I've been really proud to be an advocate for these kids. But now I'm excited after this year because I've seen so many different programs and I've seen that they all have the same message and mission and they all work towards the same things. But I've really seen a firsthand glance of some of the things that additionally they could use. And so I'm excited to start my own uh, foundation or program in the coming years for these children with all of the things that I've seen and try and include a bit of all of these different programs, but also have it national feel and have an umbrella that, you know, all of them can sort of filter up to with their mission. So it's really wonderful. And my family has been so supportive. My mom and my dad, my mom's the strongest lady I know. And I just hope that I can be half the woman that she is because she's really kept my family together during that time, and my whole family has been so supportive, my dad including, so we've really been blessed because we've seen our life come full circle in a way that we can help others because of it, and I think that's what everyone hopes for when they experience, you know, a time of stress or hardship, that one day they can make something good come out of that, and we've really been able to do that, so we feel really blessed. And speaking of helping others, the Miss America organization provides financial support, scholarships, the largest organization in the world to do this for young women. Would you care to explain a little bit about how much Miss America does provide for secondary education? Sure. That's one of the large misconceptions about the Miss America organization. You know, so many people have referred to me as the most beautiful woman in the world when, you know, they're talking about Miss America, and I just sort of cringe because I think, oh, my gosh, you don't know what it's really about. And I've really enjoyed educating a lot of people this year and letting them know that it is the largest scholarship provider for young women. It makes available $45 million worth of scholarship assistance each year and that we are young women who are talented and physically fit and invested in community service and our future and the future of others. And scholarship has just been so crucial to the young women who compete because the young women who compete in the system don't have a means all the time or most of the time to pay for their schooling and through this program find alternative ways to either pay for their school, their their undergraduate degree, or find a way to further their education. And I'm no different. I've completely paid off all of my undergraduate student loans through my Miss Wisconsin scholarship alone. And then through the $50,000 Amway scholarship that I received at Miss America, I'll put that towards law school um, in the coming years. So there's a method to the madness. That's what I like to say. 
and the scholarship assistance, it, it makes the world of difference to the young women who compete in the program. Good. Any immediate or long-term plans once you pass on your title? Yes, I will continue speaking. I have a manager, and I'll continue speaking and performing. I spoke for some national mentoring programs and advocate, of course, for children of incarcerated parents. But I also am planning to take the LSAT next year, study and take the LSAT, and hopefully in two, hopefully in two calendar school years, be in law school. So short term is, is keep speaking and performing and advocating, and long term is become a lawyer. Good. Who would you like to recognize? A little shout out. Well, of course, my family. They've been the best. And my friends have, you know, you really have to put your life on hold and your friends are sort of on hold that year too. And so my friends have been the best. Everyone at the Miss America organization has been absolutely wonderful. The two women who have traveled with me, Karen and Marcy, they're like my second mothers um, (laughs) during the year. So they definitely deserve a shout out and recognition. But my city, the city of Kenosha and, and my state have just embraced me being Miss America so supportively and and wonderfully and and so there are thousands and thousands of people that i need to thank but family and friends first and foremost of course advice to your successor oh geez we could talk all day about that carl um (laughs) concisely (laughs) yes for me i feel like i have remained true to who i am 100 percent and you know i just shared the story the other day to some local contestants who are asking advice, I said, I was the Laura that my family knows and that my friends know from the time that I walked into the interview room to the time that I left on Saturday night with the crown on my head. And my family and friends will tell you that I'm still that same Laura. And this year, people will have something to say about you or for you all the time. And there'll always be negative and positive criticism. But as long as you can take that with a grain of salt and know that you've worked extremely hard for this and remain true to who you are and not compromise in any way and not forget the reason that you are Miss America. Um, I think whoever she is will have an amazing year. Yeah. Any parting thoughts at all? It's been, it's been amazing. It truly has. It's been a once in a lifetime year, one that I'll have forever the memories I'll cherish forever. And, you know, my life is set on a course now that I never, ever dreamed of. And so I'm very, very thankful for all that the Miss America organization has afforded me and and all those who have helped me along the way have um, helped me to achieve. Because the saying that takes a village to raise a family is no different in my case. So, you know, I'll go to Miss America very proud this year to be Miss America, but I also know that there have been a lot of people along the way who have helped me get here and definitely won't forget that while in Las Vegas. So it's been a great year, and I can't believe it's over. And, of course, you'll always be Miss America. The title never leaves. (laughs) And I do appreciate your call in today. I appreciate the time you've taken to spend with Pageantry Magazine today. We wish you the best in the final month of travels, and we look forward to seeing you pass the title on to the next Miss America. Laura, thank you so much today. Thank you so much, Carl. Good talking to you. My pleasure.